This episode of Locked On Bucks podcast is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring, launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. Hey guys, it's Leighton in Tampa after a great win over the New Orleans Saints. Wow, what a game. Defense came to play, and they played well. Go Bucks! Hope you guys have a great post-game show, and on to Green Bay. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I am James Narco, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we are doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Would like to welcome in all of our new and returning listeners. For those of you that have been listening to us for a while, you know how these Monday shows go. If you're new to the show, jumping on the bandwagon as the Buccaneers are heading to the NFC Championship, here's what's about to go down. We are going to kick things off with exactly what went down in the divisional round against the New Orleans Saints. Defense was the question all week long leading into this divisional round matchup against those New Orleans Saints, but it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense stumbling out of the blocks on Sunday going three and out on each of their first two drives. On their third drive of the game, Tom Brady's unit was on the verge of another three and out when Bruce Arians made the call to go for it on fourth and one from the Tampa Bay 34-yard line. Fortunately, the gamble paid off, and the Buccaneers' offense converted, eventually leading to a 26-yard field goal from Ryan Suckup to get Tampa Bay on the board for the first time. Down 6-3 to three after that field goal, it was clear the Saints came out looking like the better squad, until this happened. Breeze, here's the snap. We send the blitzing linebacker, and Breeze flushed out of the pocket. It's a pass. It's intercepted. Picked off at the 40, to the 30, to the 27, to the 25. It's Sean Murphy. 20 to go. We are at the three-yard line, moving left. Here is the play-action fake. Brady throws the ball. Caught Mike Evans. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go, Tom Brady. That score came just one snap after Sean Murphy Bunny's interception of the Drew Brees pass intended for Michael Thomas. And with it, Tampa Bay took their first lead of the game, up 10-6 to six at that point. The lead only lasted about three minutes, however, as former Buccaneers quarterback Jameis Winston entered the game for a trick play, connecting with Saints wide receiver Traquan Smith for a 56-yard touchdown, and New Orleans jumped back on top 13-10. to 10. Getting the ball back with just over two minutes remaining in the first half down three, Brady and running back Leonard Fournette combined to drive the Bucs down the field for a game-tying Ryan suck-up field goal from 37 yards out as time expired in the first half. Heading into halftime, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and New Orleans Saints were all knotted up at 13 apiece. The New Orleans Saints received the second half kickoff with a chance to get the Bucs back on their heels. Leaning heavily on the run game, the Saints were able to march down the field in 10 plays, capping things off with a 16-yard touchdown pass to Traquan Smith, his second of the game, giving the Saints a 20-13 lead. The Bucs offense had no answer despite Leonard Fournette gaining 14 yards on the first three plays. Then Brady hit Godwin for a gain of two before nearly throwing an interception to C.J. Gardner-Johnson. 
Following the punt, the Saints were looking for the kill shot and were aided on a pass interference call against Sean Murphy bunting on third and eight from their own 17. On third and two, Brees found Jared Cook for the first down, but he had the ball popped from his arm by Antoine Winfield Jr. and recovered by Devin White, setting up the offense at the New Orleans 40-yard line. Brady quickly found Cam Brait for a 19-yard gain to set up first and 10 from the Saints 21. Then it was Rojo running for 10 more and another first down. On third and five from the Saints six-yard line, the Bucks were knocking on the door. Here's the snap, and Brady has time. Starts the best, goes the back. Caught ball, touchdown, Tampa Bay. It's Leonard Fournette. How about that throw on third down and five? A six-yard touchdown strike. Threw it right to number 28. He made the catch at the one and dove into the end zone. The suck-up extra point tied things up at 20-20, to and it was on the defense to once again slow the Saints down. The Saints' ensuing drive resulted in just five plays and 12 total yards five of them coming at the expense of an illegal hands-to-the-face penalty against Jamel Dean. In spite of that, the Saints punted, and the Bucks took over at their own 21. Ronald Jones got nine quick yards and busted off a 41-yard run that was called back for holding, setting up third and 11. Brady would find rookie receiver Tyler Johnson for a 15-yard gain and a first down. A deep pass to Scotty Miller to the Saints' 31 set the Bucks up with first and 10 when Rojo ripped off another big run, gaining 12 yards down to the Saints' 19. The drive would stall from there, but Ryan Suckup hit the 36-yard field goal to give the Bucks a 23-20 lead. With a chance to respond, the Saints faced second and eight from their own 38-yard line when Drew Brees was looking for a chunk play to running back Alvin Kamara. Fortunately for Bucks fans, he found someone else. Buccaneers defense, four-man front, dropping Breeze. Breeze dropping gets the pass. Oh, it's intercepted. Picked off by Devin White to the 40. Shoves a guy out of his way. Inside the 30, Devin White down the sideline. And the Bucs have the ball. We're in business deep in Saints territory. Devin White's huge play gave the Bucs first and 10 from the 20-yard line with just over seven minutes left to play. On second and eight, Brady connected with Gronk for the first time in the game, getting 13 yards and setting up first and goal. After a Rojo run to the one-yard line, the man the Bucks brought in to win these kinds of games put a stamp on things. Here it is, second down and goal from the one. Quarterback sneak Tom Brady did to get in. Yes. He's very close. Is it a touchdown, Mr. Ref? Is it a touchdown, Mr. Referee? Yes. Sean Hockley, touchdown, Tampa Bay. Touchdown, yeah, Buccaneers. Tom Brady pounds his way right behind Ryan Jensen in the box. Lead 29-20. to 20. Down 10 with four minutes and 57 seconds to play. The Saints needed a big play, and they needed it quickly. On first and 10 from their 25, Brees took a deep shot to Jared Cook, but the ball was tipped into the air and intercepted by safety Mike Edwards with 425 remaining. With all three of their timeouts, the Saints needed a stop to have any chance left to come back. The Bucs ran with Fournette on first and second down before Brady found Chris Godwin for 13 yards and a first down, forcing the Saints to burn all three timeouts with 4.01 left on the clock. The Bucs ran the ball on first, second, and third down with Leonard Fournette, who was able to get the first down, and it was then that the Buccaneers took victory formation and would kneel out the rest of the clock. As always, a special thanks to Gene Deckerhoff and the Buccaneers Radio Network for the audio and your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Defeat the New Orleans Saints 30-20, to sending Drew Brees off into retirement 
and setting up a week six rematch with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field for the chance to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Tell you what, on those uh, on those sidelines there in Lambeau, the boys are going to have to stay loose. They're going to have to stay warm. And I hope they have plenty of Echelon bikes in order to do so. That's right. This episode is in part brought to you by our friends over at Echelon. When it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment, of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your home. The EX7S is Echelon's latest state-of-the-art innovation that takes cycling to the next level. The EX7S connected bike is built with performance, flexibility, and durability in mind, and it is the bike for competitors at heart. Right now, you can try any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. And unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone. And one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. Go to echelonfit.com slash locked on. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash locked on. More from your Tampa Bay Buccaneers divisional round win coming up in segment two of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Segment two here on Victory Monday 2020 may have come to an end, but the Buccaneers are still in play. And if you want to join in on the action going on around the NFL and the sports world, you can turn to none other than your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports on the new Locked On Bets podcast. Together, they'll be letting you know the smart bets to make across the sports landscape. And you can catch that show on the same podcast platform you find this one. That's the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. James, as always on these Victory Monday episodes, we've got a whole lot of voicemails to get to. We're not going to get to all of them, but we're going to get to as many as we can. And let's start out with our first two callers sharing their takes from Sunday's win. Fire them cannons, boys. On to the freaking Green Bay, baby. How about that? And hey, for all those haters of Jason Light out there, all four of our turnovers tonight were made by players drafted in the last three years. So think about that for a minute. We got some play makers on this defense. Devin White, unreal game, just everywhere, playing like a bat out of hell. Unbelievable. Oh, man, this feels good, baby. This feels good. Go Bucks. Let's go, baby. We did it. We did it. Steven from North Alabama calling in on one of the best. Sundays I've had in a very long time. We did it, boys. I know every – I mean, this was going to be the hardest guy. I came in. I was nervous. I kind of expected to take an L on this one. The Saints have always had our number. And all I could think about was having to listen to all the Saints fans I work with tell me about how they sweeped us. And then after Jameis got that touchdown, I was going to be like, oh, great. Now i got to hear about also Jameis Winston scored a touchdown on us. But it doesn't matter because the COVID cowboy, Devin White, came out and got unleashed and sent Drew Brees to the shadow realm. Let's do it, boys. You know how we do it in North Alabama. We're taking a victory shot, and we're taking it with y'all. Let's go, Bucks. 
All right, guys. Appreciate the phone calls there. And, and yeah, James, this kind of goes back to something that we talked about Jake Arians about or talked with Jake Arians about to end our week last week uh, before the game, talking about these rookie players and these younger players. And he kind of talked about it and said that actually some of these veteran players might feel a little bit of the pressure more than some of these younger guys do. Uh, you look at Devin White, his second year in the league, Sean Murphy bunting as well, Mike Edwards, and then Antoine Winfield Jr., the rookie, uh, making a, a really great play there, forcing that fumble after that catch. Levante, David, and, and some of these some of these veteran players and Dominican Sue, they, they stood up on their own. It's not like those guys came out looking super tight or nervous or anxious or anything. But, man, these young guys were out there flying around the field, just, just making plays wherever they could, playing with a whole lot of energy, did not look scared of the Saints team, and even more importantly, did not look scared – of the spotlight that was put on them playing not only in the divisional round of the playoffs, but also playing in prime time, which we know is something that this Buccaneer squad has not done well in recent memory. So shout out to those guys. They definitely deserve those young guys on this defense, especially, but also shout out to Jason light and from and to Mike Greenberg for not only being able to draft these guys, seek out that talent, but also make this salary work in the, in the, in the salary cap work to where you could have some of these veterans like Indomitian Sue joining this young talent. Yeah, absolutely. And and look, anybody who follows Devin White on Twitter, on Instagram, you know how much it killed him to not play in the last two games. He was chomping at the bit to get in and play some playoff football. Rewind the clock, David. Rewind the clock back nearly 13 months after the season. Devin White tweeted out how he never wanted to miss the playoffs again for the rest of his NFL career. So missing that first playoff game absolutely crushed him, and he looked like a man possessed all day Sunday. He was exactly where he needed to be. Alvin Kamara got his. There's no question about it. But Devin White, what he does for this defense, the opportunities that he creates for the players around him, the way the defense plays as a whole, with him as the anchor in the middle of the field, it just looked different and he made two of the most crucial plays for the defense throughout the game one of them of course the assist from from Antoine Winfield Jr forcing the fumble but Devin White was Johnny on the spot picked it up then getting that crucial interception on a pass to Kamara because if he doesn't make that interception Kamara might still be running that was a touchdown pass from Drew Brees to Kamara. Devin White jumps in the way, picks it off, turns into a touchdown for the Buccaneers, and ultimately what iced the game for them. Just an absolutely incredible performance, and he's going to have to have that level of performance again this coming Sunday against Green Bay. We know they have a stud in Aaron Jones, and the defense is going to have to step up in a big way, and they're going to follow the lead of Devin White. David, let's go ahead and jump over to the next voicemail. How sweet it is. This is Yusuf out here in the Phoenix. I want to give it up to two units today. Our offensive line was incredible. Kept Brady upright. One B, the other unit would be the defense. I am blown away about how well this defense played today. It's just a great, 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 great night. I'm super pumped for next week. It's going to be a tough game, but we finally exercised our defense tonight. And it feels so good. With that being said... Just like me, like I always do, not getting too high, not getting too low. But right now, I feel like I'm on a high right now. I'm just, it's just great. If this was Drew Brees' last game, which it sounds like it 
will be. It, it's been an incredible, incredible career we've been able to watch of his. No disrespect to him at all. I mean, I'm man, it's been a ride. I wish him well, and um, I know it stings for him right now, but I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm excited for next weekend, and uh, bring on the Packers. Talk to you guys later. Go Bucks. Yousef, appreciate the call as always. And David, I think Yousef hacked into my computer. Why is that? Well, because he talked about exercising the demons. That just so happens to be the title of my pick six that drops at nine o'clock on BucksNation.com. That's right. Yarko's pick six, exercising the demons in New Orleans is the the title of that one. Um, Look, yeah, the offensive line was absolutely fantastic. Brady was sacked the one time, but overall they gave Brady a pocket to work in. Brady had a lot of time throughout the game. It was the Saints secondary that was locking down these receivers. Mike Evans only had the one reception. Granted, it was for a touchdown, so it was a big-time reception. You know, Chris Godwin, he had some opportunities, had another bad drop in the end zone. Antonio Brown, one catch for 10 yards. It was it was really the Saints secondary that was creating the biggest problems because for the second game in a row, the Bucks offensive line did an absolutely tremendous job. As for the defense, you can't say enough good things about them. They brought pressure, but they they were playing a tough man scheme. And it's funny, David. We saw all these people complaining the last couple of weeks, and especially the last time they played the Saints about the zone coverage. I saw people complaining on Twitter about how they needed to get out of playing the man coverage. And I'm like, why? It's working. Drew Brees did not have a great game. And they they blitzed when they needed to. They brought pressure when they needed to. They forced Brees into mistakes. Four turnovers by this Saints offense. Three of them at the hands of Drew Brees in what is pretty much more than likely, almost a certainty, his last game in the Dome. Just an absolute lights-out performance. And like I just said, they're going to have to do it again because as, as the Bucks continue to get deeper, there's only four teams left. The games are going to get even harder. Now you got to go to Lambeau. you got to face Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, Robert Tanyan. I'm not going to mention the guy that can't catch the ball, even though he's Bailey's favorite person. You still got Alan Lazard. Like it, It's going to be tough. The defense has to be able to do it again. I listened to Yusuf's voicemail, and I just I kind of had to laugh because he mentioned that Jameis Winston touchdown pass, uh, the 56-yarder to Traquan Smith. And when the play happened, I laughed. I know I know there are several Bucks fans out there and people and all, who probably didn't laugh with me, but I laughed because I thought it was hilarious and I thought it was funny. And it's just the most Sean Payton thing to do in the world to draw up a play against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs where Jameis Winston throws a 56-yard bomb for a touchdown. So, hey, kudos to him for that. I mean, obviously, he'd probably rather have the win. But, you know, it is what it is. You get what you can get. And as far as Drew Brees' last game, yeah, I mean, we're all kind of joking about it on social media. And, you know, everybody wanted, you know, the Buccaneers to be the ones to send him out uh, with, a, with a loss. And, and I get all that, the rivalry and everything and, and kind of what Drew Brees has been able to do in his career against the Buccaneers. But you have to, you know, if you truly appreciate the game of football, you do have to kind of stop at some point, whether it's tonight or, you know, today or this week or even just later on in the offseason at some point. But you've got to stop at some point. And just kind of appreciate what Drew Brees has done in the NFL for the game and even for the city of New Orleans during one of its toughest times in, in its history. And, and for that Saints franchise, uh, as much as, you know, Bucks fans dislike the Saints, Drew Brees is a guy that, you know, even though you played for a team that you don't like, he's one of those guys that does it the right way. 
All right, Yusef, we appreciate those voicemails. We appreciate the voicemails from all of you guys. And we've got one more segment coming up, our final segment, where we're going to go through our prediction recaps, best and worst from this divisional round win for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we're going to do so thanks in part to our friends over at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar you are ever going to taste. They've got 18 amazing flavors. Three of our family's favorite, caramel brownie, carrot cake with walnut, which James was ranting and raving about last week, and coconut with almond, which my wife just had today for the first time, and she swears it tastes like a Mounds bar. These bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for anybody on or trying the keto diet or just looking for a healthy alternative to a snack without any of the guilt, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED, and you can get 20% off your next order of Built Bars, Built Bites, Built Puffs from time to time. They've got energy drink powders. They've got pretty much anything you can need. Once again, use the promo code LOCKED at BuiltBar.com. Get 20% off your next order. Also want to give a shout-out to the one place that we trust when it comes to betting online, and that is our friends at betonline.ag. The NFL is down to its final four. Already, betonline.ag has the lines up for championship weekend. The Kansas City Chiefs are favored by three, and the Green Bay Packers are favored by three and a half against your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Not only that, you have the NBA season going on. You got James Harden going off to Brooklyn to join Durant and Kyrie just to turn around and lose to LeBron and the Lakers in the finals. That is what it is. You got the NHL in full swing. Your Tampa Bay Lightning look like they are ready to defend their Stanley Cup championship in fantastic fashion. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code Locked On to receive a 50% Welcome bonus with your first deposit at betonline.ag. Again, promo code locked on. Receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Wrapping things up here on a Victory Monday divisional round edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Your Buccaneers sending the Saints home with a 30-20 to 20 victory. Coming up tomorrow, more of your voicemails. It's my solo show that we have every Tuesday. Uh, David will have the night off, so you guys are going to help me get through this. More of your voicemails coming up tomorrow. David, let's go ahead and get into our prediction recaps and our best and worst for the game. My bold prediction did not go well. I predicted that Antonio Brown was going to have 120 receiving yards and two touchdowns. He had one catch for 10 yards. But my score prediction was that the Bucs were going to win 30 to 28. I gave the Saints eight more points than they actually got, but I got the Bucs like dead on, right on, 100%. No question about it. I was right about that one. Yeah, my bold prediction, I said that Rojo and Mike Evans would outstat Alvin Kamara and... Michael Thomas, uh, I should have just stayed at Michael Thomas, apparently. With one catch for three yards and a touchdown, Mike Evans outstatted Michael Thomas. So that's that's just hilarious. So I technically lost on that one, but I don't care. I'll take it. Uh, my score prediction was 38 to 31. Uh, but the key to my score prediction, James, as you remember, as I said, first team to 30 wins. And uh, I definitely nailed that part of it. So I'll take the win on that, but I'll take the loss on my bowl prediction. Sound, sounds good to me. All right, David, our best and worst of the game. 
I will kick things off. Uh, my best, unquestionably, Devin White. This guy was a heat-seeking missile. He was a man on a mission. He was possessed, whatever you want to call it. Devin White absolutely dominated this game. He brought a spark to this defense. He was the one that led the pregame team huddle to get these guys fired up. He returns to Louisiana, puts on an absolute show, and on a national stage, the only game on, the biggest game of the weekend, he showed every one of those people that snubbed him for the Pro Bowl and snubbed him for the All-Pro team exactly how big of a mistake that they made, and I hope it continues next week against Green Bay. Yeah, that's definitely a good one, James. And my best for this game, this is going to sound kind of weird, is the fact that Mike Evans and Chris Godwin had a relatively quiet night. Now, I know Chris Godwin had that drop uh, in the end zone that definitely could have made a big difference in this game earlier uh, than they needed it to. But at the end of the day, guys, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers come away with a victory on the road against the New Orleans Saints, 30-20. to And Mike Evans and Chris Godwin combined for five catches, 37 yards, and a touchdown. And the New Orleans Saints defense in just about every single category, according to NFL stat tracking, are better than the Green Bay Packers defense. Now, the Green Bay Packers offense also, in my eyes anyway, is more dangerous against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense than the New Orleans Saints offense was in this form. I do believe that missing Taysom Hill and Latavius Murray, uh, and, and they did have a wide receiver too that were a little bit banged up. So I feel like next weekend's matchup against the Green Bay Packers offense is going to be a little bit more difficult. But at the same time, the Buccaneers were able to put up 30 points on a better statistical, better consistent performing defense in the New Orleans Saints unit without getting their two biggest star receivers involved as much as you probably would like them to. They should get more involved next week, and that only speaks for even bigger possibilities. If the Buccaneers can put 30 points up against the Green Bay Packers defense, they've got a good chance of coming out of Lambeau with a victory there. So I think that's going to be the key. So that's why, to me, the fact that they were able to do this, Cam Brate led this team in receiving with four catches, 50 yards. The fact that the Buccaneers were able to win this way, make the adjustments, take what the Saints were giving them, shows just how diverse and how dangerous this offense can be no matter who the defense is focusing in on. And if they continue that trend against Green Bay, they've got a very good chance of winning. So that's why that is one of my bests. So you can throw Rob Gronkowski into the mix as well, which means the three of them combined for six receptions for 50 yards. So Cam Brate had the same amount of yards in two fewer receptions than the Bucks' three biggest offensive receiving weapons. If you had told me that that is what was going to happen in this game, I would have said Saints by 30. That is wild to me. Uh, David, my worst, um, you know what? It's hard. It, it really is kind of hard to pick a worst because the, the team did play so well. When the offense wasn't playing well, the defense picked him up. When the defense was allowing points, the offense went out there and matched it or exceeded it. I have to go with the officiating. My dad actually texted me in the third quarter and said, you know, like, do the refs know that they can throw flags against New Orleans? Because I'm really starting to wonder if they understand that. They got away with an egregious hands to the face by Jared Cook and on that same play, the Bucs were called for defensive holding. They missed a defensive hold on Gardner Johnson, who was pulling on Cam Brate's arm in the end zone on an incomplete pass. 
they miss you know, just countless, countless calls holding all night long. And, and they were calling these awful ticky tack things on the Buccaneers. Five of these penalties, I would say three, maybe even four of them were pretty questionable, led to first downs for the Saints. I hope Hockley's crew doesn't go anywhere near the NFC championship because that was absolutely terrible. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And on some of them, I mean, there was a third down penalty uh, where Drew missed Mike Thomas uh, and it would have would have brought up fourth down and they called a, a penalty that gave him an automatic first down all the way on the other side of the field. And I mean, it's not even like Drew started his progression on that side of the field. Like Drew never even looked at that half of the field that they threw the penalty flag for. And not only that, but it was, it was a, it, as you said, a ticky tack penalty at that. Like it's, it's, it's one of those calls. Like you almost want the NBA to kind of send their officials and believe me, they've got their own officiating problems as well, but you want to send the NBA over and say, Hey guys, if the foul that you're, you're seeing doesn't impact the actual play on the field, keep your flag in your pocket, bro. You know what I mean? Um, so it's just one of those things, but yeah, fortunately, it didn't cost the Bucks a game, obviously. But yeah, you you want to see better officiating, especially in the playoffs, man. This is you know the, the stakes are a lot higher. Uh, my worst, James, is going to be the dependency on turnovers. Look, the defense. Uh, you're right; they stood up in some very key moments, especially early in the game. I mean, this could have been a fourteen nothing, ten nothing game very easily had the defense not stepped up and given the offense time to figure out what they were doing, what they were doing wrong, and how to get back on track. And then, of course, the turnovers that they got, the takeaways they got to basically put the offense in position to score points. I mean, it's almost like the, the, the Buccaneers offense said, no, we don't want to put points on the board. And defense said, no, you're going to put points on the board, dude. Here's the ball at the three-yard line. Go put points on the board. So you got to give them credit for that. But at the same time, if if they weren't getting turnovers, they were giving up yards, they were giving up first downs, third down conversions, uh, the New Orleans Saints figured finished this game over 50%. I know this every it's a broken record, guys. I know every single week we're talking about the same thing. But it's important, you know what I mean? You go out there and and you let these teams have higher than 50% uh, third-down conversion rates, and you don't get four takeaways, it's going to be a problem. And I know that the Buccaneers had some turnovers against Aaron Rodgers the last time they saw them, but you can't bank on those turnovers uh, happening again. So this the defense has got to figure out some of those things. Yes, they had a very good performance, and I, and I absolutely applaud them and don't want to take anything away from them, but you can't come in dependent on turnovers and takeaways because they're not always going to be as readily available. Aaron Rodgers is not riding off into the sunset anytime soon. Um, unlike Drew Brees. All right, David, final thoughts for this one. The Bucks had to have it and they came out there and they played like a team that had to have it. They had to abolish this notion that the saints were, you know, going to continue to always dominate them. They needed an opportunity of redemption for a week nine game where Basically, they couldn't do anything right, and the Saints couldn't do anything wrong. This was a statement game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have gone from 7-9 and nine last season to the NFC Championship this season. They have one game left between them and their second appearance in the Super Bowl. And honestly, we could, three weeks from now, point back to this game and call the Saints the 2020 Bucks version of the 2002 Eagles. This was the monkey they had to get off their back to propel them to the greatest stage and the greatest celebration in franchise history. I'm not saying that is what's going to happen, but that very well could be the breaking point for this team 
to get where we all hoped they could once they signed Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, look, if you look across the span of this season for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, when they lost that week one game to the New Orleans Saints, it was closer, you know, granted, but you never really felt like the Buccaneers kind of had a grip around that game and they had control of that game. Then you go to week nine and they got absolutely embarrassed, you know, primetime television, all that stuff. Then they lose to the Rams and they lose to the Chiefs, but they lose to the Rams and the Chiefs in ways that they can they can come out of it and say there are some positive here. We see we can do some things against these teams. You look at the way they defeated the Green Bay Packers earlier this season. The only thing stopping this team from realizing just how good they can really be. I know they've been saying it. They've been saying they can do what they want. They can beat everybody. Da da da. da. But the only the only obstacle standing in their way of them knowing for sure they could do it was this New Orleans Saints team. They, they exercised that demon. They got the monkey off their back. They got over the hill. They jumped over the hurdle. Whatever analogy you want to use, they beat their Pistons. Now it's time that they go out there and show that they can be a dominant team again against a team they already know they can beat. I agree with a lot of other people. I think that, that win in week six was a one-off for the Green Bay Packers. Don't expect another performance like that one, just like we didn't expect the Buccaneers to perform they would, they, the way they did in week nine this weekend. But bottom line is this Buccaneers team knows they have the ability to contain Devontae Adams and keep him from really taking over a game. They have the ability to contain that Green Bay Packers rushing game. And if they do those things, they have a fighting chance. This game, more than anything, should give them maximum confidence going into next weekend. All right, that is going to do it for this episode. Don't forget, coming up tomorrow, more of your voicemails on my solo episode. Make sure you head over to BucksNation.com. Check out my pick six column that I post after every Buccaneers game. And don't forget to vote on the best and worst of the divisional round. David will have that column coming up. So we talked about a couple of the options. There will be one more on each side that you all can vote on and decide what your best and worst of the weekend were. Again, a big thank you to Layton, who kicked off the episode. Then we had Stephen and an anonymous caller and Yousef in segment two. Thank you to Scott from Tampa, who called in during the game just to celebrate the return of Devin White and how excited he was about the way Devin White was playing. And finally, a shout out to our friend Matt from Morvin, Georgia, whose voice you are going to hear to close out this episode. Once again, make sure you check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Ladies and gentlemen, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing in the NFC Championship game just six days from now. Hope everyone has an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks. Fire them cannons, boys. Holy crap. This is Matt from Morvin, Georgia. What a game. Devin White, Devin White, Devin White. What a game he had. My God, where has this defense been? The crap that has been pissing me off with his coaching staff all year, they finally did something different, and it worked. Oh, my God, what a defensive stand this team put up today. Holy crap. It looked like a different team out there. You know, we give we give old Sean Murphy Bunton a bunch of crap, but he came out big today. He had the pick. 
you know, Winfield setting up White, and then White snatching that one, and then Edwards. Where has this defense been? Oh, my God. Oh, man. Now, that was fun. That was great. Boy, I hate the Saints, and I love to send Drew Brees into retirement. <sighs> well, time to go fire that mini cannon, boys. Go Buck.